if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here and you're listening to another episode of the Riggs Ramblings podcast. This is episode number 19 and we're going to talk about why what used to work isn't working anymore for you in terms of weight loss. Now this is a statement I hear all the time. I used to get away with that but now it doesn't work anymore. Or I used to do this and it's always worked before but now I'm doing that and I can't lose weight or I can't do this or I can't xyz insert here the harsh reality of that and why fuck sometimes this has got a bit of a oof to it is if it isn't working then you're actually not doing what you used to do before oh <gasps> dagger to the heart sorry to say and as upsetting and offensive as that's going to be for some of you it's the absolute truth so generally when we get into it and start to dive in a little bit deeper into what used to work what I find is generally uh, pe- people or my clients are a a lot older now so their lifestyles have changed uh, for instance if you reference that to me my kids are no longer toddlers so I'm not running around after kids all day and night anymore they're pretty self-sufficient and can look after themselves so yeah we're aging our uh, everyday non-exercise activity thermogenesis which we discussed in the previous podcast can really take a hit as our kids age because we're not running around with them as much or maybe your kids have grown and they're more into sports and you're forever standing on the sideline of a sports field or playing cricket or kicking goals with your kids. It's all really quite relative. So age can factor into what used to work. It's not always our hormones that get a harsh hammering and are a significant marketing tool for those that want to skim you of your pockets, uh, as in your money, and nothing Else, uh, don't fall for their traps because what used to work for you will work again. You just actually have to be doing what used to work. So, what else can sort of affect us and what used to work and what um, doesn't anymore is also things like our jobs. You know, how active are you in the job that you have today compared to the job you had? all those years ago when you thought this was working you know were you a manual laborer and now you've got a desk job were you um really in a just like a part-time job that was sort of a desk job and now you're in a full-time job so now you're sedentary for a lot longer than you used to be all these things really do factor into it you know do you drive all the way to work now because you've got a car park whereas you used to park three k's from work and have to ride in do you now live rurally and you've got to drive everywhere whereas you used to live in the township and you could walk all of these things really do factor into what used to work and what no longer works anymore Another thing can be is what we can find, and this actually goes back to episode 15 with Annie too, when we were talking about her weight loss and her weight loss surgery as such. What changed for her was as she grew up, um, her financial position in life changed. So she was making her own money and was able to purchase 
the types of food that foods that she wanted after having grown up in a you know non-wealthy household so yeah the the wealth of your house uh, and household at the moment could also be a factor are you able now to spend more money on the foods that weren't available to you when it used to work before are you buying more palatable easy quick fix foods as opposed to having to make everything for scratch when you are making food for your kids or baby food or whatnot you know have your kids left home now and you no longer need to bake or need to have those sort of foods on hand and keep the grocery bill down so yeah that can come into it as well um you know in our youth as we age you know, our sports may diminish one lady I try, um, helped out last year with her nutrition couldn't understand what didn't work years ago and why it had stopped working. Years ago, she was capable of running 5Ks five times a week and now she doesn't run at all because she's had her knees replaced and can no longer run. So she's literally not expending the same energy expenditure every week. So if she was wanted that to work again a she would either need to take back up that same amount of exercise or alter it in another way shape or form either by lifting weights or altering a cal- in herself into a calorific deficit there's a lot of things we overlook when we think that what used to work no longer works interesting isn't it like you have to take a really hard deep dive down back into history of your own self were you playing netball back then do you still play netball? Were you a rugby player? You know, were you lifting weights and you no longer are? Were you not lifting weights and now you are lifting weights? Were you a runner? Are you a biker? All those things all come into it as to what worked years ago. Sure, our metabolism can slow down as we get older. We can also speed it up. We cannot reset it. We cannot detox it. We cannot do this, that and the next thing with it. And same with our hormones. They do alter, admittedly. I'm not going to say that they're not. That would be completely ignorant and very unprofessional of me. However, they don't actually factor into it as much as what we want them to. Why? Uh, Hey, I'm not going to dive too deep into them because I'm not an endocrinologist. I know exactly my path in life and my lane to stay in um, professionally and I choose to stay in within it. However, lots of marketing and well marketing, you know, good on them I suppose in that sense. They're bloody, they're hitting the mark more than us professionals. These, well they're scammers in a sense. They've got something to sell you which is insecurity and fear. Clever marketing is going to say to you that this is why you can't lose weight or that is why you can't get fit or this is why you're not doing this. They'll have a product that they want to sell you, be it supplements, a diet plan, a meal plan for the record. The only way and person that you should be getting a fully functional meal plan from in New Zealand is a registered dietitian who has clinical experience. So if a personal trainer is giving you a meal plan, you need to check their credentials. Uh, you won't get a meal plan from me. You'll get meal advice, but you won't get a meal plan because I'm not qualified to do so, staying in my lane and all of that. Um, yeah, so they've got something to sell you. Why are they selling it to you on your fears? Because fear makes people money. Oof. Because we're very, very quick to pay for what we think will work quickly over what will actually work which is you being dedicated 
takes commitment, it takes accountability, and for the love of all things right, it takes a fuck ton of time. Put the swear words in there to make me sound more creditable. <laughs> but it takes time. Why? What used to work doesn't work anymore. Sometimes we don't have as much patience as we used to have. Six weeks when you're 20 is like five years when you're 40. You know, it was a short amount of time. And we didn't, when 20s, time is all not irrelevant, but, you know, we've got so much other things going on. I'm just using the 20s as a reference. Um, This is not factual or scientific. You know, that's how we change as we age and get older and we either gain patience in some places and we lose it in others and I hate to say it but if you're listening to this podcast because you're wanting to lose weight you're after the quick fix and we give up when it's not quick how long should it be should be timely we want to set time frames for these things we don't want a weight loss um time frame uh, factor or journey or insert word here to be super long because that's going to be unproductive you cannot and don't want really to be in a weight loss phase that's the word I was looking for for too long because uh, you'll simply give up and quit but you want it to be long enough that it's going to actually work and get you back to where you were all those years ago Uh, Yeah, so taking a look back into what your history was with your sport, with your exercise, the way you ate. Um, Are you moving as much at all like you used to? Because I'll be betting money that a lot of things have changed. You know, and, or, were the things that you were doing all those years ago an unsustainable tool that you were able to use for short-term gain? pretty easy when we're at university to because everybody's poor to under eat over drink um if you're not in the halls you know maybe you didn't eat that great uh you know going to parties and whatnot possibly not sleeping well either um loads of factors as to what could have worked it doesn't necessarily mean that what you thought worked in the past was actually the healthiest way to do things and then the next question to that, another way, oof, dagger to your heart, is why do you want to be there? Why do you want to be doing what worked back then? What was so special about it? Did you lose weight? Did you gain weight? How long did it work for? Was it sustainable? Do you want to sustain those habits now? We really want to be thinking about where it is you want to be, how you want to live your life. Is losing that weight that important to you? that you're going to address those same behaviours or that important to you that you can actually listen and implement the right type of behaviours. Is losing the weight, if you're here for weight loss, and this is kind of about that to be fair in this podcast, is it going to make you happy? Because I can tell you it's not going to fix your problems. If your weight is causing you health-related problems, sure, absolutely, 100%, Losing a little bit of weight will likely fix those health markers. For instance, if you have type 2 diabetes, if you lost a significant amount of weight, you will more than likely be able to reverse the um, your illness there with that. And clearly, if you are marked as morbidly obese and you lost weight, you would no longer be classified as morbidly obese. However, 
those things aside, are you doing these things? Are you looking for these answers? Are you looking for these responses in the right place for a start? Why are you looking for them? Is it really going to make such a big difference to you or have you put it on a pedestal and it's grown a 15th head and it's suddenly this thing like winning lotto is it's the thing that you want nothing more than anything else in this life because I can actually guarantee you it's probably not that important unless it is risking your health and you are more than likely to find contentment satisfaction and a desire to achieve by committing to six weeks in the gym for a start. Going to the gym, lifting heavy shit over and over again, doing 150 minutes minimum non-gym exercise, be it walking, gardening, mowing the lawns, walking with mates, taking up the three T's, time, taste and texture with your nutrition, especially the time frame, going back through all my podcast titles now, Are You Fed?, Stack all these wee things in, one at a time, and why what used to work's not working anymore is probably going to be bloody irrelevant. Because what you will have is a new system, a new schedule, a new way to improve your health markers. And if that comes with a bit of weight loss, woohoo, woot, exciting. If it doesn't, I bet if you put all those things into place, you're going to feel a fuck ton better than you did beforehand. And isn't that the most important thing? Don't know. Only you can ask yourself that question. Oh, hard one, isn't it? Will weight loss actually make you happy? That's probably something you may need to address with a counsellor if you think that that's going to be the be-all and end-all of solving your life's problems. We all want to move a little bit freer. We want to be able to make our everyday a little bit easier. And sure, if you've got aesthetic goals, being in a smaller size may be something that pleases you. But how about instead of trying to hone out what used to work way back when, we adopt those new behaviours. Hit the gym. Lift heavy weights. A minimum of three to five times a week. You don't need to hire a personal trainer, though that's very, very handy because they'll be able to set you up with a sustainable, achievable um, plan. They'll be able to do a plan for you that will work. Um, Thing with with weightlifting, rather, is uh, a little bit like your nutrition. It's doing the doing over and over again. The best and most well-implemented strength training programs you will ever receive is one that will bore you eventually. Same, 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 same. Over, 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 over. The one thing that you will change is your progressive overload. Because what works, works. You don't always have to have the most fanciest of equipment. You don't have to attend every other class in the world. You just need to be consistent. Do the doing over and over again. Even if you attend my classes in person, they are different each time you come. However, the baseline of them is repetitive over and over and over again. There are exercises we do a lot of. Why? Because they work and we need to do them for them to work. That's the thing, isn't it? You've actually got to do these things. Maybe that's what's happening now. Back then you did do the things and now you're not so keen to do the things. Doing the things makes us uncomfortable. 
puts us outside of our comfort zone. It can be hard work. And most people will blow it well out of proportion. Like I said earlier, it'll grow its 15th or 16th head. It'll become this massive thing. It doesn't have to be that way. Pick a goal. Choose a goal. If that's weight loss or aesthetics, that's fine. Make a journey. Start with something small. Master that something small. Me, I'd offer that up to be in the gym. If you don't want a personal trainer, you don't have to have a personal trainer. Google and YouTube, mate. They've got bloody everything. You can buy programs online. Um, You can buy one off me. You can buy one off anybody. You can download them for free. Train Heroic is an app, free app, full of workouts, full of video demonstrations. Um, It's a portal, basically. Eventually, we'll have one here, but not just yet. Um, Doesn't have to be hard. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Walk every day, half an hour. Clock up 150 minutes. Go one way, then go the other around the block or around the farm or wherever you happen to coexist. Stack these small things in. Then look at your nutrition. See how that can assist your lifting and how it can assist your exercise. And go from there. And, for the love of God, address your sleep. If you used to sleep like the dead... And now you sleep like the awoken? Yeah, hello, fix that. Don't overstep your sleep markers. If you start to feel tired at night and it's night time, clearly, go to bed. Don't just go and do this one thing. Don't put another load of washing on. Go to bed. Most of the time what happens is we feel tired and then all of a sudden we have to do everything under the moon or continue to watch the movie or continue to do this. And by then you go to bed, you've missed your markers, you've missed your cue and hello, it's three o'clock in the morning, you're still not asleep. One thing I am very strict on is my on is my sleep. There is no way I could do what I do. No way I could get up in the morning, which comes as a bit of a struggle at this time of year, by going to bed late. It just doesn't work in the wheels for off. For instance, I got awoke, I got awoken the other night, two hours after I went to sleep. The first lot of my sleep is always the deepest sleep. That was it. I was awake from half past twelve till my alarm went off in the morning. That day turned into a bit of a shit sandwich. But that was okay, I went to bed early last night and sorted it all out. And look at me, here today, recording podcasts, making my days work for me. So yes, sleep, rate it. Are you getting enough? Are you distracted? Are you taking your phone to bed? Get rid of all those things, get rid of the blue light before you go to bed. If you're reading, set a time frame when you're going to put the book away. Very easy and a very good book to end up at 2 o'clock in the morning to solve that murder mystery. All these things all attribute to what you used to do years ago. Admittedly, if you're a youth and you're pissing up all the time, you probably weren't getting that much sleep. But back then, we didn't think we needed it. We were supersonic and sleeping like eating was cheating. You know, it's just not how it works. But yeah, I get all of my clients to rate their sleep. If they are having shitty sleeps, they are likely to make shitty decisions and your sleep will increase your hunger. And uh, yeah. Then what used to work certainly isn't working anymore, is it? So again, starting to ramble, likely going to repeat myself. So that means it's time to go. So as always, you can get in touch with me at Janet at RigStrength.com. Email me. Check out our website, which hopefully is live sometime soon. I keep saying that. We're getting there. It's a progress. Um, yeah, check us out on our socials. Sign up for our Rigs Rambling emails. I don't believe in spamming you. I've got nothing to sell you but my education. So you only get one a week. And uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see where this takes us.
Down, down, down.